0: Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can email us Locked at gmail.com. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays win their fifth straight game and fifth straight on the road as well in a, a reverse clunker, a positive clunker for the race as they defeat the Kansas City Royals 14 to 7 it could have been more of a you know a positive clunker had the rays you know initially held on to that 5-0 lead early on it looked like things were going to be smooth sailing from there but alas it was a little bit tighter than than everybody expected but hey when you win by 7 runs and you put up a 14 spot i'm not going to do a whole lot of complaining
1: no, I don't think there's a lot to complain about. I, I like that the positive clunker. There, there should be another term for that. But yeah, I, I love that. The, the The positive clunkers are the ones you really enjoy because then there's yes. no actual stress, you know. But but I will say this: although it says fourteen to seven, this game was tight in the middle innings. I mean, yeah, five zero, you felt good, but I mean, the five zero lead got. Uh, quickly disappeared with rich hill on the mound and uh i don't know if it was the cold but pitchers overall okay had let's i i know a time
0: we, i with rich hill and well, we kind of knew, I mean, I said, I, I didn't realize it'd be 14 to seven, but I did say it would kind of be the antithesis of what we saw yeah. with Monday night, but I wasn't expecting a combined 21 runs, but <laughs> Rich Hill, look, I'm all for being patient with a guy, but I think we at some point have to acknowledge that he is not going to be able to hold down a traditional starter role. I'm looking as of right now more of an opener or two inning guy, or maybe even one time through the order, which he really couldn't even do that. And we have to realize like this guy's 41 years old. I mean, he, I, I don't see him going six, seven strong anytime soon. Uh, he doesn't have the fastballs straight as an arrow, 87, 88, maybe 90. Like he's really got a nibble. And yeah, the curveball, I mean, he, you know, it, it was great that he got six outs and twenty pitches, and um, you know Joey Wendell doing work at third. But it doesn't take long for hitters to okay. I'm going to wait that extra split second, and then I'll mash on the curveball. And right. if not, I can I can hit that fastball hard. And I think that's the issue with Rich Hill. I don't think. Look, I it, it wasn't a high risk move. You, you you gave the guy two two million dollars or whatever it was, and it is what it is. I just don't think he's. I think this might be the time now. I I guess he's given up four and runs in all of his appearances thus far. And we just have to realize like maybe let's substitute Josh Fleming or somebody else in, and let's let Rich Hill do a different role or just have him open or or be part of a tandem start or something like that. Something's got to give something's got to give. I think.
1: If, if he's there to, to kind of protect the young kids uh, from pitching too many innings. Like he's there to protect, let's say, Shane McClanahan. You don't want to have Shane McClanahan pitch more than 100 innings today. So Rich Hill is there so he can cover some of those innings and then you can slot Shane. But you're not really doing yourself a, 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 a benefit here by having a guy who can't even cover the innings that you want. I mean, he was out at third. In, in the third inning. How many times has he actually eclipsed five innings? It, 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 I, the question that you're posing, I think it's a bit early still, but I mean, I think you've got some ground to stand on and how, how long can you have Josh Fleming shove and Rich Hill do what he did or what he has been doing uh, m- most times and, and with a straight face say, no, well, Rich, Rich Hill is helping us. Well, I don't know, maybe have him as a coach, you know, or, you know, I like the one time through the order thing because we saw how effective that was with Jalen Beaks. right? Could you turn Rich Hill into that Jalen Beaks kind of guy. I mean, you don't have Jalen Beaks right now for, as, as that, for that role. So I would honestly rather have Rich Hill with the experience turn into the Trevor Richards type, for example, you need, you need somebody to cover those innings when, when the lead is kind of big and you kind of don't, care if, if if people score, maybe nice. that's your Rich Hill moment uh, right there, and you can still have him in the clubhouse giving expertise to people and and, and the young kids. I'm all for that, but the, the rotation seems a little bit lofty right now for what for what he is producing right now.
0: Heck, Trevor Richards pitched better than Rich Hill yesterday. Actually, Trevor Richards wasn't all too shabby. Yeah, when guys make contact, they make hard contact, but at least it was two defenders, and when he gets that change up on the nosedive like that actually turns into an effective weapon there. I just think that Rich Hill, like again, 41 years old, even we, I think this has to be a a point that's brought up. You get to the third, fourth inning with his arm. Does he have the stamina to continue to get the movement in the break and the sharpness that he's trying to get? And there's a lot of, even everything you look at, you look at the tape, you look at the underlying metrics, like it all basically has said, Bad news so far, but and again, he's in the, the strike race. zone. Yeah,
1: he's in the strike zone, and so so. I mean, you know, it's a little bit more difficult. He's not like Martín Perez, where he's just kind of nibbling outside the strike zone. No, he's attacking. But I, you, we said we wouldn't complain, so this is enough complaining. Yes. Let's talk about the offense, because honestly, the offense was the story last night. Those guys kept on pushing. Three guys with bombs, Meadows, right? Uh, Zunino, hello. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Zunino, when you when he makes contact, he will send it to Jupiter. It's insane the the the, the power that he produces. So it was nice to see back to back. But last but not least, for the bombs at least, uh, Brendan Lau, man, you we need to get this guy going. Two for five, two, uh, one home run, uh, two hits. Ultimately, it was nice to see Brendan Lau get into this party because these are the kind of games that you want everybody to contribute. Because if one guy yeah. doesn't contribute, you, you know everybody knows who was the guy. Right. <laughs> so I'm glad Brendan Lau did not play that role yesterday.
0: Right. And his, I mean, his home run was the most important one of that situation. I mean, that yes. put the Rays up six to four in the fourth inning, and that was that wasn't a cheap shot at all. That was deep center field at Mm Kauffman Stadium. I think that would be a home run in just about any other ballpark out there outside of maybe Detroit. But it just goes to show you that, yes, the power is still there with Brandon Lau. Yes, it is great that Meadows and Zanino got back-to-back home runs when the game didn't, you know, cheap runs (laughs) at the end there. Although, who knows, with that game, anything really could have happened and and tied down there. But uh, it's interesting you bring up the offense and, and all the guys. I mean, literally everybody contributed. But was there a certain performer like what was the most impressive or most maybe confidence building offensive performance for you from that day? Was it Austin Meadows? Was it Randy? Was it Wendell? Was it B Lao? Was it somebody else?
1: Well, I, well my, my answer changes because you said confidence building. If it's confidence building that we're talking about, then I can't say uh, uh, Joseph Wendell because uh, his confidence is up the roof right now. He again right. collected three hits, so it can't be him. Confidence building, I think Willie Adamas. I think Willie has shortened his swing in the last week or so. Isn't, he isn't looking so lost at the plate. And I think it was in the sixth inning, but correct me if I'm wrong, where he hit it to deep center field and he hustled all the way to third, uh, with a misplay in the, in in the outfield. So, uh, you know, the spotlight, at least for me on, on Willie is shining brightly because I did not like the non hustle from a week ago. So I, so now I'm going to be watching out for that. And it's not going to give him brownie points, but because I, I believe that hustling, it should just be, uh, uh, this, the standard, the basic standard. So I'm liking that he did the basic standard of hustling all the way. He's collecting hits again. Let's let let us see the Willie Adams that we
0: all kind of expect at the box. Yeah. What's really good too is that those guys that we mentioned, Meadows, Orozarena, Wendell, Joey Wendell, those are your first four hitters. Those are the guys you expect to produce and continue to produce. And that's what they were able to do. Yeah, a lot of guys are showing better approaches at the plate. Like even though I know Kevin Kiermeyer didn't do you know, a ton of what everybody else did, but the way he's looking in at pitches and seeing them, like he's not flailing at a bad breaking ball in the dirt that we've seen so frequently. And, and even with like, I mean, we, we've talked about how Brandon Lau has struggled, but you know, Austin Meadows wasn't so hot either. He hadn't been so right. hot entering the game or entering the series and finally seeing him consistently getting going throughout so, the game. Yeah, Satsugo getting getting something going. But I thought that it was, you know, with Meadows, like I thought it was he was going to be in for another bad day as he was behind, you know, first at bat, he was behind on a Brad Keller fastball. And then he makes an adjustment, times it up, and you know, just kind of hitting the ball over all over the place. And it's one of those things we, we saw on Monday where, like, at some point the bats were going to break out because they were hitting the ball to straight away center. They were, they were squaring up pitches. It was just going into the glove yeah. of Michael A. Taylor for the most part. And they were, I mean, they had a much better uh, benefactor on the mound and Danny Duffy compared to Brad Keller. So uh, we will continue this discussion. Do want to mention from uh, yesterday's football slash adult softball game. Uh, that That's kind of what the score indicates with that. Of course, a combined 21 runs scored 26 hits 10 walks, just 11 strikeouts combined and a combined 13 different pitchers used and that includes i think hence alberto uh which by the way again if you're if you're getting the point of of using a position player just all right we'll mercy rule this thing we'll end this one we we don't need to continue to to deal with this mess i honestly for that yeah (laughs) exactly i thought that game was going to be like Four and a half hours, but it was only, I think, uh, three and a half hours or so. So, hey, they're they're doing a little bit better with that. Uh, Okay, uh, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing, I said, tasting protein bar – with 100% chocolate on all bars and so many, so many different flavors. And they're all extremely delicious as well. So that means you should go to builtbar.com and check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code locked15 L O C K E D, the numerals one five to get 15% off your next order. That is locked15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. You know, uh, another thing I learned yesterday, Ulysses, that um, maybe the Rays should just hit the ball every time to Whit Merrifield. Maybe that's the strategy. Hit it to that guy, and good things happen. Like I, I honestly, after seeing the Royals the the past two days, like I, I don't know how they got to the point that they were because it looks like they've just fallen off the wagon completely.
1: And it's odd because it comes from the guy that is, is supposed to be short-handed, is is supposed to you know be a, a good defender overall in, in in many positions, and yeah, he has not. Well, honestly, he hasn't had a, 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 a good series, but overall the Kansas City defense, it it looks sloppy all over the field, man. I mean, it yeah. it, it was even worse than the Yankee defense. And that's saying a lot because the right. Yankee defense is nothing to write home about. But my goodness, this Kansas City Royals are they're just not having a good time out there. Yeah. Again, look, I don't I've never played professional baseball in 33 degree weather or whatever it was last time, 43. It must not be fun. And seeing some of the players, like Willie Adamas, just just shivering while batting, you know, yeah. I actually got a little conspiracy theory. If you want to contract give a, a contract extension to somebody, do it to Willie. He does not want to leave Florida. Like, do, if you have seen him yeah. all wrapped up, all bundled up in the north, in Boston, and, and, and he'll take 81 games at the drop having St. Pete Beach right there. This is the guy that you want to talk about a contract extension because, my goodness, he was just bundled up. I mean, it, it must be so tough, Kevin.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, some, a lot of guys don't like the cold. And here's the thing, though. Like, if we're going to blame the, the cold on Whit Merrifield, then why were the Rays continually making good defensive plays? Like, Brandon Lau's out there. Joey Wendell's out there. Willie Adamas is out there. So many other guys are out there. And you know what? It really, I mean, at the end of the day, it shoots those Kansas City Royals pitchers in the foot because that just puts utmost more pressure on them that I've yeah. got to make the perfect pitch. I absolutely have to get a strikeout here because Merrifield's Behind not going me. to, they're, they're not going to yeah. turn this double play. They're not going to make this play. And it just matriculates. And, and you know, I kind of feel bad for Brad Keller in a way because it, it really unraveled on him after some of the, yeah. those things that, that happened there. But I um, want to get to this. So uh, Brent Honeywell made uh, an appearance yesterday kind of a surprising I mean I, I don't think the Rays had any intention of using him yesterday they were probably expecting or hoping that Rich Hill would go 4-5 oh we got a 5-0 lead we can let Brent Honeywell get settled in after just coming up from the alternate site and taking a commercial flight and okay you can kind of you have to pass the COVID-19 intake and you get your bearings underneath you before we enter you in the game but he was kind of Force Fed into a role there and some mixed results, lasting only an inning and a third, twenty-seven pitches. He had the two out walk, the gargantuan home run by Carlos Santana, a walk, a single. Also got some some good outs there too. But look, I I think we we get our hopes up because he he retired every Yankees batter he faced, but we do have to acknowledge he is still just coming back off of four surgeries and not getting a lot of action whatsoever. And he, like every other pitcher in the universe, at some point is going to get hit around a little bit and at some point is going to give up runs. So I'm not, I hope, I hope there's no people out there that are saying, oh, the Honeywell experiment. I hope there's not a lot of Honeywell overt criticism going on today. I'll just put it like that. I really hope not, Kev. I mean, honestly, who who should have the
1: biggest leash right now? It should be Honeywell. You know what? Get hit around, bro get hit around. I I don't want to see that, but look, you just need to be in that environment, throwing competitive pitches to guys wearing a different Jersey. This was exactly the kind of game that you want him to just be acclimated and then and and then work him through. Yeah, he had a fantastic Yankee debut, but this also helps him out. Okay, the first home run that he ever uh let, yeah. let boom it's it's out of the way. The first yes. kind of messy inning and, and, and not even completing the two innings. Okay, that's it. This was the kind of game for 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 this type of outing. I, I think it's completely and if anybody's going to harp uh, negatively about an uh, inning and a third about a guy that's hasn't pitched competitively since 2017,
0: well, I don't want to hear you. <laughs> yeah. You don't. Uh, honestly, at some point, I w- I would not be surprised if Brent Honeywell replaces Rich Hill in the rotation, or as far as a role goes. That there's there's a prop bet for you. Who pitches more innings this year for the Rays? Is it Brent Honeywell? Or Rich hill that that could you be know, something going forward with that.
1: He he was actually timed to pitch yesterday from the alternate side, right? He's been pitching every right. five days, and all but it is a
0: different was, level of okay. I'm going to pitch on a backfield somewhere instead of I've got to take a flight to Kansas City and 35 degree weather, and you're uh, okay. Where's the clubhouse? Uh, okay, I got to reintroduce myself to the to the team. percent. Oh, get settled in. Like it's a, it's a lot. It's a burden. It's a burden. I think.
1: It, 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 yes, it is, and maybe it, it was you know it affected the way that he, that he pitched i'm sure that he's not going to say that but maybe that right. it did but what what i'm trying to say is if rich hill had done his job of providing five innings and then honeywell comes in i think yeah. that would be the perfect type of 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 role for honeywell the two inning guy the 2012 wade davis type you use him every 3, four, three to 4 days you give him two innings the ball when you when you need that bridge to your Castillo, because honestly, I would say Fairbanks and everybody else, Nick Anderson, but the, no, nobody's yeah. nobody's there in the eighth and ninth inning right now. It's basically Castillo. So if you can get a guy like Honeywell to be that bridge, it's fantastic. But another guy that I think we should highlight is the one that had the most success yesterday, and that's Andrew Kittredge. M- man, he has been impressive this year. He's always had really dynamic stuff, but never yeah. the, the results never came. But, you'd see, but, you, but but we all knew about the stuff. But now this year, the results are coming. That 225 ERA, his third win, which he's actually been copying the Yarbrough technique of 2018, just sliding in in the middle of the game and collecting that W. Uh, but to put this in perspective, his chase rate is elite right now. He's in the 92nd percentile. The exit velocity has gone down this year compared to last. This is the kind of stepping up that needs to happen with this bullpen with so many guys being, being lost to the IL. So I just want to give uh, props to uh, Paul Giamatti, AKA Andrew Kittredge.
0: Yeah. He had to face the middle of the order too. And to get out of that jam that, or that high leverage role. In fact, he might honestly, uh, he could be the second highest leverage reliever now after Diego Castillo, who's, who's the competition. Ryan yeah. Thompson. And I think Kittredge has been, I, I look, I'd, I'd take Andrew Kittredge probably before Hunter 100%. Strickland. And that just goes yeah. to show you the volatility. Like, uh, this is a bad analogy, but I mean, relievers get used and, and thrown and recycled like porn stars. Like it is just absolutely <laughs> nuts how they get like thrown around basically, but good for like, yeah, I do like Andrew Kittredge. What worries me though, is that arm action, that delivery, that, that rear back mm-hmm. motion. Like I'm like, what, at some point, the arm is going to give. snap off seemingly. Yeah. And again, he was great last year before he went down in that, that crazy injury uh, against Boston. But again, that, the bullpen is, is definitely a talking point because now you have Honeywell coming up replacing Cody Reed. And Cody Reed, who has this, this left thumb weakness issue, I, this, has, this has to be a larger problem. Like, they're not going to solve this thing with a Botox injection. Like, unless it's, unless he was playing MLB The Show 21 for, you know, 12 hours. Okay, hurt my thumb there. Like, this thoracic outlet, something or other, like, you can't, you can't put band aid on a gunshot wound type of a deal. Like, at at some point, they might, 28 years old, shut you down, reassess you, try to come back in a year and and go from there. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the Reds have like some, some, private uh, medical records that that they kept from the Rays or or they kept from other teams that they could share, just like the the Padres tend to do. But it it doesn't sound good where that same issue is re-aggravating itself, for sure.
1: And now you've lost Reed, you've lost Rowe, you've lost Anderson, you've lost Fairbanks – and I've got the full, list right
0: here. Yeah, you've got you've got Reed Anderson, Rowe, Fairbanks, Sheriff, who's coming back now, and then right. Colin McHugh, who uh, yeah. I'm calling I'm calling conspiracy theory. I'm calling fake fish on that one. I really don't think he has a back injury. I think it's you just, think so too. I think it's just he's struggling, and they they yes. don't want to send him to the alternate site, or maybe can't with the options or whatever. They just want him to. Okay, here's what you're doing wrong. Let's get you on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cuz they they don't really say it. they haven't said anything about like the back issue or what no. it is. It's just yeah, he's on the it's IL. He, he's yeah. got a back. It's 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 an amorphous injury. Like I oh, I think it's that. like you're struggling, let's get you back on track. Oh, 100%. Let's, let's fill your roster spot with some it, it's some it's some weaving around. It's I'm glad I'm glad we mandarin. both see
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm glad we both see the 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 stink on that uh,
0: IL stint. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I think it's, it's just one of the little loopholes loopholes Mm -hmm. I should say is how the rays get around those things. So, um, and again, let's look, I'm sure there's, I haven't checked uh, Twitter, or social media lately, but let's uh, we, we don't have to blame the entire training and rehab staff people, you know, faces and names that we don't know and, and don't see. I'm sure they're doing great work guys who, Pitchers get hurt. It's not a natural motion to, it's not natural to throw a ball That's right. 95 miles an hour and, and break it, uh, you know, bend it like Beckham and, and things like that. So <laughs> let's uh, let's, uh, you know, it, it is, I, I'm not going to say any more of the matter. I'll just say that it's good. Hopefully we have some guy with all these guys that, that have gone down other guys, a la Kittredge and Strickland, step up and I think we're starting to see that a little bit definitely definitely with Kittredge which again on on a little side note I really it's kind of fun to see this because that might mean that my prop bet of 12 different race players getting saves (laughs) maybe comes to (laughs) fruition because it will there will be a time where Kittredge gets a save where Strickland gets one Jeffrey Springs already has one Honeywell maybe at some point the list is Guys that Ooh. we have not yet heard of are Richards going to be getting got saved. his yeah. well, first one last night. So yeah, you're
1: right. Um, did he get a I'm, save I'm
0: sh- with that with that lead?
1: With the, well, he 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 did the three innings. That's the Anthony Banda save special. The three innings. Oh and, uh, okay. You get your
0: safe. I'm. They're they're always changing. Uh, like I <laughs> I can't keep up with all the rules and everything. But hey, that that's I'll take it. I'll take you it. That's a, that's a notch in my book there. Uh, okay. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets. And it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use that mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That online your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Okay, Ulysses, tonight the Rays go for their sixth straight victory and second straight sweep as well as Michael Waka will be going up against uh, Jacob Junis. And hopefully Michael Waka pitches like he pitched against the New York Yankees. That would be a yes. that would be a good sign there to to get a sweep. I mean, coming off what, six shutout innings and, and nine strikeouts there last week? Yeah, I mean, he looked great against the Yankees. No, no runs allowed, like you said,
1: six innings. Yeah. If he can provide something like that, that that would be fantastic because out of the three veterans, let's be serious here, uh, he's been the one that you have gotten the results you expected. I mean, if yes. you would have told me, oh, Michael Walker is going to have a 420 ERA. I would have been like, okay, yeah, I can see that happen. I believe it. I can see him having a Yankee type outing and then an outing against against the Red Sox where, okay, maybe four innings and three runs, uh, letting you know he lies there in that middle. So hopefully he can save the bullpen a little bit, provide some twenty twenty one length. And by twenty twenty one length, I really mean just finish five innings. Just give us the five innings. And, and, and everything on top of that is gravy. But, but just give us five innings. So I know there's a day off, but it would be nice to get the bullpen a couple days to rest up before, well, uh, a big, big uh, homestand against three teams. Uh, you got Toronto coming up. You got Oakland. You got Houston. So um, the re- extra rest would be really nice. So let's finish up really nicely against KC. But Jacob Junis is having a great season so far.
0: Yeah, uh, and you mentioned that about Waka. It's interesting because if he did, say, finish this season with a 4 2 ERA and, say, 150, 140, 160 innings pitch, you'd take that every day. be that's, like, that's a really good season for the value. Like, there's guys out there signing $14 million contracts and multi-year deals for that type of production. You get that from Waka on, what, $3 million, $3.5 million, whatever it may be. Yeah. And um, it's good to see his, I mean... He says he's throwing and feels good throwing all of his pitches, and we've sort of seen that, the, the, and especially how we saw professional, professional Yankees hitters chase at some of those pitches that he threw and, and working that fastball up to 95, 96, top of the zone. In fact, I will uh, go out here and promote a really interesting article on fan graphs. I want to say Justin Choi uh, wrote the article. I don't know if he's related to G-Man, but Justin Choi, I think, with Fangraphs. And the TLDR version of this article, if you don't have time or don't or aren't able to search the article on command. So he basically did a deep evaluation into Waka uh, this year compared to last year, and he found that he's been more upright in his delivery. He's raised his release point. He's increased vertical movement on his pitches. He's throwing more cutters than fastballs. He's tunneling his cutter and his changeup. And you also might see some interesting uh, sequencing between the changeup, the cutter, and the fastball. So little little idiosyncrasies like that that maybe the Rays have, have worked on him with to get him more in, in athletic posture to throw the ball. And again, this guy, I think... Look, he's been around for a while, so he knows the game, and he knows about constantly making tweaks and adjustments and things like that. So, um, hoping for a really good start from him, and, and hopefully the the offensive firepower continues against but uh, against Jacob Juniors. But that might be a difficulty today.
1: Well, and if you if you expand on the Walker talk a little bit, maybe this is kind of you have three guys that you sign. Ultimately, for around $10 million in Archer, Waka, and and Hill, give or take a mill or two. Well, if one of them is able to produce, like you said, 140 innings with a 420 ERA, and the other ones kind of just at least cover some innings, maybe not successfully, but they can cover some innings, maybe that's the risk that the Rays were willing to take. That, like, if only one performs like this. Then the other two are yeah. a wash, and and maybe that's the the ultimate goal here is just get one of those three guys to perform like you want them to, and then you know Hill and Archer right now are definitely behind the the eight ball right now. I, I, Waka yeah. has performed like you expected, and the other two, um, not, not, like you say, um, no bueno.
0: I don't know if incentives are built into these contracts, but if you're if you're Michael Walk and his agent, and you like put up a season like that, going 150 innings strong, and like Archer comes back and gives you like 60, and Hill gives you 40, and, and Archer's making twice at least what you were making, basically, it's like, oh, come on, what I, I did? Look, I know this is a get-right year, this is a, a prove-it deal for your next contract, but uh you know going forward i think some of these some of these agents for for pitchers that sign with the rays need to need to build and in yeah more incentives. send need them. to wise yeah. up a little yeah, bit there we go you
1: guys uh you guys know what you're doing with your pitching you guys know ca- yes he can be successful yeah do the rays win tonight yes oh my god yes i'm i'm, I'm i want sweep on sweep baby i'm 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 done like let's Let's start to get some separation. The Red Sox have kind of cooled off a little bit uh, in the standings. You you yeah. you want to take the AL East while the Yankees are in dead last place right now? Do it. Go go get that sweep. Uh, I I don't remember the last time that the Rays won sweep on sweep on a road trip, but I'm sure somebody's going to come out yeah. with that. Maybe Neil Solons or Mark Topkin by first pitch tonight.
0: And it's it's not like they'd sweep in the the Rockies and the Orioles. Like these are teams that are trying to be competitive and have been, I know New York hasn't been good so far, but still impressive, impressive would be sweeps if that happens. Yeah. The AL East is like, so it's backwards right now, Boston at the top (laughs) then Tampa Bay, Baltimore, then Toronto, then New York. Something tells me some of that is going to change. Uh, Okay. uh, That wraps up this edition of the locked on Rays podcast. Remember to check out all of our, locked on NFL draft coverage on Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Very good stuff to check out with that. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.